Hey man, I am so excited. Mitchell, give us an update. Where are you at in, in your, in your um, construction process? So we are currently, so I don't know if y'all know, but Texas like froze two mm -hmm. weeks ago. And so like, it's a big deal for us here. If there's snow on the ground, the whole city shuts down. No one knows what to do. The whole infrastructure wasn't built for cold air. And so our construction got pushed back about 17 days because of that for a two day freeze. And so I went by today and kind of looked at all the flooring. Um, so we have to redo the concrete floors, kind of redo a lot of the things on the inside. Um, all the finishes are being put in. So that's really helpful. Um, but we just have a, a two week delay and I have about 20 patients scheduled the first two weeks of April. So it's kind of like, nice. Congrats. like, I hope we get open in time and then do we get our certificate of occupancy from the city and all these permits. So it's just a game of like, I hope we are there, but the, the, the groundwork's laid, the, um, kind of the marketing is being set and, um, yeah, the practice is going to be freaking sweet. Like, I can't wait for it to just, like, be done and open, and we have a lot of cool ideas. Um, but I just met with our builder. I was like, hey, you have to get our cabinets in by March 15th. If you don't, like, this is not going to be good. And so um, that was kind of my big conversation for the afternoon of getting things done in time so I don't have to reschedule patients. But if, I, if you have to reschedule, it's not a big deal. You know, people should be understanding of startups and so. So you graduated in 2018? I did, yeah. Um, and then how, how far away, it, did you already leave your associateship or not yet? I'm leaving on the 18th of March. And mm -hmm. so kind of like I won't be with a job for a while, no, no income. My wife will be the sugar mama. And so, um, but so I graduated, I went right into private practice, um, had a good mentorship opportunity and then my boss left to go sail my yacht for a year. And so I was kind of by myself managing my own practice. And I was like, this it's time to start your own thing and kind of be your own boss, hire your own people. And kind of, I realized I was working for him and making him money. And like, this was my dream and my vision to start my own practice. So it kind of catapulted me to start my own thing pretty early on. Can you walk us through your mindset? Um, because I know a lot of docs when when they make the decision to do a startup, a lot of them think that they need to be associating at least part-time. Like, what was it that made you want to dive right in? It's a great question. To be honest, it was COVID. Um, so when COVID hit last March in Texas, I didn't work for like two months. And so I was like, this is a great time for me to kind of think about what I want my practice to be like. Um, there's great deals going on. and COVID it is a, a really big deal, but we're going to come out of it and there's going to be a new kind of birthing of new small businesses opening. And so we're like, well, this is a great time to kind of pursue this. And I mean, for both my wife and I, it was a very challenging few months of like my leaving this great job to take all this risk to open my own practice. But I think for me, it had always been my dream and it's something I set out after dental school to, to do and uh the timing was right and my boss was gone so I was like well I'm ready to go and so kind of just like we created a business plan in a weekend 
and kind of put all of our almost like reward vomited everything onto like a 20 page document and said, let's go. And we were at a concert and this artist was called Simmel, S-Y-M-L. And we're like, man, we could make smile similar to that. So it's just like all, we were just very aware of our surroundings and kind of everything kind of came into, into motion. We're like, hey, let's keep pursuing this thing. If any doors close, we'll say no, but nothing has closed so far. And so we're a month from opening and, so I think my first day is April 5th, a month from today. So. Oh my gosh. Do you anticipate, I mean, you, you said you already have patients scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have, like, have you started interviewing for your team yet? I have. And so I have an interview today at 445. And so, um, but I have a lot of being in the social media, I feel like atmosphere has made hiring a lot easier because people know who you are, what your practice stands for, kind of um, what your culture's like, and they kind of see that. And when you post, hey, I'm looking for, say, a front desk, a dental assistant, it makes the hiring process a lot easier, and you don't have to spend any money on Glassdoor or Indeed and be like, hey, promote my ad for a front desk person. So I've had probably five or six people reach out, be like, hey, I'd love to work for your office. And so we're kind of picking our team very wisely, but it has been a pretty um, easy process for us, to be honest. How many people are you starting out with? So I'm having a front desk girl, and she is multi-trained, so she's front and back, and she's a dental assistant, so she can kind of run everything. Um, And then I'm just going to have strictly a receptionist, answer phone calls, schedule patients, and then an assistant part-time. So when we have big cases, she'll come in do the bigger cases. And then when I don't need her, she'll kind of just be almost an on-call assistant for the first few months until we get busier and then she'll be a full-time assistant. And, and then what, um, what days are you going to be open and hours? We are Monday through Friday. Monday will be eight to five. Tuesday is about 10 to seven, 10 to six. And then Wednesdays, eight to five. Thursdays, eight to four, because you got to catch happy hour. And then Fridays, nine to one, every other Friday. Now we'll be working at a part-time clinic every two weeks from Friday and Saturday. Nice. Sorry, Michael, you're like super quiet back there. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just the guy who is the filler. Like, eh. oh, ah, like that's, that's what I'm going to do. But really quick, I wanted to ask, you said you're making wise decisions when hiring. What does that mean by wise decisions? What are you, what are you doing? This, sorry, don't just right here. This is my dog. Aww. My wife is going to call downstairs so I get back to the roof. Um, I guess wise decisions, just people that like buy into your culture, um, people that you get along with, um, and people that are opposite of you. Like I'm very, I'm not very detail oriented. Um, so I want someone to work with me that's very detail oriented because it's just not a, a strength I have. Um, so I'm very big picture. I can kind of see where it goes. Um, so realizing your weaknesses and hiring people that are your strengths to fill in those areas, um, I guess is what I mean by the wise choices and just kind of betting them out on social media, making sure everything's like looks pretty good for your practice. And because um, when you hire someone, you want to hire them for a long time. They become like family, so you want to make sure you kind of choose your family. Wisely. Yeah. Really quick, one more question before I pass it back to Ashley. Could I ask how much are you planning to pay? the front and actually everybody everybody yeah. uh, so my friend desk 
my multi-train will be about 18 an hour. So 38,000 a year. And that's probably about average for front desk. My assistant will be around 18 to 19 an hour. And then um, front desk strictly will be 15 to 16 an hour. 15 to 16 an hour. Okay. And then part-time. Everybody's part-time right now, right? Everyone's kind of part-time, ebb and flow. But for me personally, I won't take a salary for the first two to three months, theoretically, based on my projections. Um, I hope that's not the case, but just kind of always project lower and hope you hit higher and then you'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ashley. Um, Mitchell, what, um, what are your ideas in terms of marketing this practice? You're a month out. So this is like, this is like your money, money, like ramp up period. So can you walk us through what you're doing? Ground marketing, social media, uh, targeted Facebook ads, SEO, all of that jazz. Great question. So um, I actually signed with my uh, marketing company on Mon- or last Monday to kind of take over most of my social media, marketing, Facebook ads, campaign ads, and they're charging around probably $2,500 a month to do all that for me, not including expenses of paying for the ads. So I realized I could do a lot of it on my own, but it's not something I really want to do when I start the practice, um, except for make reels, make funny videos, just stuff that comes naturally. Um, but for marketing, we had a big Valentine's Day push where we went out to our practice and kind of our practice is in a location that's very heavily marketed in Houston. And so they kind of have their own marketing company marketing the development as itself so it's kind of like an indirect marketing um so they kind of have hundreds of people come out to the space and i gave out roses with our qr codes that had a direct link to if they want to book an appointment or they could scan with their phone go to book now and uh they'll be good to go so that was one of my big marketing pushes it was very inexpensive it was probably 120 bucks um for 100 roses and then the qr code links and so that was actually really su- successful. Um, so big proponent of that. Uh, I think for like gaining patience, just like posting your practice on social media, like creating good content. We did a photo shoot, Michael and I talked about it um, about a couple of weeks ago. And we had a lot of our close friends in Houston kind of come by a studio and we had a professional photographer and we had all of our branding content. And like, hey, just like take a lot of photos, um, have some fun. Um, we had played some fun like tropical house EDM music and everyone just like felt like they were just like vibing and um it's had a lot of fun photos and so now we have content for the next probably three to four months to post on social media if we need to so I'm sending all of that to my marketing company and they're going to create targeted campaigns in the heights to to kind of go to the demographic that I want to which is around late 20s to early 60s upper class kind of more white Caucasian in the Houston area. Do you already have, uh, I know you have a landing site, but mm-hmm. who have you chosen to create your website and, or have you chosen that yet? Yeah, so uh, I used this company in Houston called Lovewell. And so he's one of my, my friends, they do a, a great job, but he created my landing site. And then I was like, hey, let's do something more. That's like, y'all done a good job with the site. Um, Cause I know people can spend a crazy amount of money on websites. And what I wanted was the three biggest things that people click on are about us, doctors, meet the office, you know, kind of the three most directed 
pages on the site. So I wanted those to, to look good. And then um, I was like, hey, you did a great job with that. Why don't you take over everything else? Gonna add some more content to the website, some blog posts, add some backlinks into other practices, other small businesses in Houston. And um, so that was kind of our next step where we're going. I haven't pursued it. I don't have any direct results from it. I am running one Facebook ad right now and I'm spending about, I think $70 a week on it. And our monthly budget's around 250 a month. And that's kind of my first test subject to see is a Facebook ad working? Is it the right demographic? Um, but again, one of my friends was like, hey, I'll manage it. I'll do it for you. I just pay for the advertising. Um, so far, I think it's got like 200 views and a few shares. So not very successful, but got to kind of test the waters and see what works. That's awesome. Are, are you planning on doing any um, mail, direct mail drops? That's a great question. Um, I have a few big apartment complexes right around me. And so I'm probably going to do in your new um, new kind of client residential lease, like add our flyer if you want, because we're right down the street. Hey, come and get free custom whitening trays at a practice right down the street. I'll probably do that. Um, I probably won't do any direct mail until we are physically open. I feel like when you get direct mail that says opening soon, what do you do with it? You kind of, oh, it's not open yet. And we toss it in the trash. Um, so I don't want to waste any money on that. But probably when we open for business, I'll send out a direct mail that says, now open, we'd love to see you, schedule now. And so that's probably my plan with that. Nice, nice. Um, I, I was listening to your story and I, I know that you, you chose to go with a local bank, Frost, Frost Bank. Um, did you have any problems at all, like, um, Securing funding. I know you were choosing between Frost and Wells Fargo. Why? Why did you end up choosing Frost? And like, did you have any hiccups along the way? So I ended up going with them because um, I didn't want to, have to sign any projections. Like, I think Wells and some of these big banks, like, hey, like, let's check on you every month and see how you're doing, what's going on. Like, send me your numbers and I. That's just like another step a startup has to take in the first few months to be like, hey, let me reconcile my bank account, send it to this bank and hope they like are happy with it. And so Frost didn't do any of that, even for getting draws. I just say, hey, I need $20,000 to pay for X, Y, and Z. And she's like, okay, here it is. So it's been very pretty straightforward. So I'm really happy with that. The downfall is interest rate is probably a few points higher than what I could get at Wells Fargo or Bank of America. Um, so that's kind of the, the pros and cons. Um, and Wells wanted me to sign off on making X amount of money per day as an associate, keeping my job. And I was like, I just, I can't prove that. And then we were right, right in the middle of COVID, like when jobs were like, oh, maybe I'll work this week. Maybe I won't. And so I was just like, all these stipulations, I was like, I just don't, don't want to like, sign off on this and have you all like breathing down my neck on my startup for the first few months and hoping I make something out of it. And so that's why I chose a, a local bank that I really trust and they've been great customer service. And um, like I said, pros and cons to both. Um, you can get the best deal or you can get amazing customer service where you just don't think twice about getting funded. So with Frost, I've had no problems funding anything. And so when it comes in, the day I asked for it. So I just wrote a check today for $120,000 and she was like, okay, here you go. 
Um, do you already have a trademark for your name and brand? I don't. That is a great question. And that's something I'm looking into. Trademarking is super hard. Do you have one? Yes. No. Uh, I, I totally she, she had to get one. I, <laughs> I had like a two-year, like, it, w- it was awful. Ask me how I know why all the things that I made mistakes. I want to, I want to hear. Um, so <clears throat> I initially Smiling Co. was called Smile Bar. And <clears throat> I did it. I just thought it was a really cool name because I wanted to combine a wine bar with like a dental experience. So Smile Bar. And um, it turns out that Smile Bar is a, um, it, there's a federal trademark yeah. on that name. So I ended up having to, um, to like ditch everything. So I had already applied for like logo, like I had my logo and branding. I already applied for like my business license and all of that. Come to find out I, um, I needed to change names. Oh, no. So because I was so cheap, um, <laughs> I was so cheap. Hello, we're startups. We have to save money. Um, I went on, was it like LegalZoom? Whatever that like cheap website is. And I hired, I hired this attorney who, um, who I thought like, okay, well, I just went with like the highest reviews. There, there are not too many reviews on attorneys, by the way. Um, it's just not something that people review, I guess. Um, yeah. So I ended up going with like whoever and I thought, okay, well, it's just a trademark. It's not that big of a deal. So I ended up spending $600, I think on like the filing fees and like the attorney. And I kid you not Mitchell, a year later, almost a year later, I received a letter. It was the cease and desist from uh, this man his name is Smile Co. One word, and my name is Smile and Company. Um, but apparently, it was too close in likeness. Um, and my attorney, uh, apparently, she had when she submitted my my uh, my trademark application, she checked the wrong box. She was supposed to check uh, that it was already in use because my business was already open and she checked intent to use. So my, uh, my chronological date didn't match when I was actually open for business. So um, I fired her immediately. I, I looked for another attorney and in the end it was almost two years of going back and forth with this guy, I ended up paying him, well, my attorney who I hired, um, they said, I can talk about this now because it's not uh, an issue anymore. I, I was like- Legal pending documents. Yes, yes, you're, you're not allowed to discuss anything, you know, it's supposed to be confidential. Anyways, um, my attorney at the time said, we believe you can win if this, take, if this goes to trial, but, that could be at least two years in court, which will end up costing you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, so it would be our recommendation just to pay this guy off um, and just have peace of mind. And even when, even after I had agreed to pay him, and he wanted a hefty sum, uh, I won't disclose. Oh, dang! I-, I was going to ask how much is it. <laughs> 
Um, it's all learning experiences. Um, um, I paid a lot and it was a lot of just like stress and not knowing what was going to happen to my branding, not knowing if everything that I had done had to be repeated. So, um, it would be my recommendation that you go on uspto.gov ASAP to look up your name, smile, and if there's nothing listed in the database, you need to hire a patent attorney like yesterday and yeah. get your um, get your application in and yeah. make sure that um, your attorney is not a cheap one from LegalZoom. That was yeah. and, and the thing is, is like, I think the guy who did this to you, actually, like he does this. This is what he does. Like, because yeah. remember, I want to say uh, we looked at his website and he just had created that website. Yeah. Take website. Right when her, yeah. It was like a gas station address. So he's, um, at the time that I received the cease and desist, when my attorney researched him, he actually had three other, like, legal stuff happening with other people. Um, So this is how he makes money. So Mm -hmm. just just be very careful. So I have looked up Smile quite a bit on the U.S. patent. and good. So in Texas, we are the only company doing business as Smile Dentistry, S-M-Y-L, because I did talk to a few patent attorneys, Like Smile is a very hard word to trademark because of it's just a generic word of smiling. And so there are a few that have like the design logo, like a Y going all the way underneath. And there's like a Smile USA or something like that. So I have done a little bit of due diligence. I don't think I could ever technically trademark smile just because of the common use of the word smile and but it is something great to look into and be like oh no one ever comes after me for using smile but well just make sure um just make sure that no one else already owns that trademark then if there are other names like 10 people that own the trademark smile mm-hmm. like smile and co uh, like SMYL, Smile Co. There's like a lot of variations, but they're all like pending, discontinued. Like we've looked into every okay. single one of them. And like, okay. and the one I think that's active is like no longer in business. So it's this very weird conundrum. Oh man. Does, um, does that? The trademarking is a very interesting, to get your brand trademarked, it's like so difficult. Does, I don't understand how, so I I think the person's in this group, I don't know, and the, the making of a dental startup uh, Facebook group, but when you, when Smile Bar was taken out, there was somebody else who started Smile Bar, right? I think there were quite a few offices who tried to use Smile Bar after, but I don't know what happened to them if they ended up changing their names. You know, there's a tooth bar in Austin that's a really cool practice, but I think, I think they're trademarks as well like the name tooth bar um, itself gotcha gotcha it's the weird world of trademark trademarking and patenting and society yeah yeah Yeah. okay okay well i want to ask something really quick i know you mentioned your marketing company who is your marketing company Uh, they're called lovewell l-o-v-e-w-e-l-l so they're based in houston but they kind of go all over so gotcha gotcha and then throughout this week that you've been open so far and last a little bit of last week since we had last talked and interviewed you, what's been your biggest concern and how is it making you feel? 
I mean, my biggest concern now is just like being open. Like the practice looks awesome. Like everything is coming together very nicely. My um, IT guy is ready to go. My equipment guy is ready to install everything. We're just waiting on mill work to be done. I guess with the freeze, all the subcontractors couldn't work. They couldn't have water to make the wood. So everything just got pushed back. Um, and so, uh, yeah, just making sure it gets done. Um, and I live right down the street from my practice, so I can walk to work. Um, so we're like ready to be there. And um, but yeah, everything else is looking really good. All the nuts and bolts are there. So we've been scheduling online with our online scheduling platform. It's been really, really nice. We have run into a few things with online scheduling. If their browser isn't like up to date or they don't clear the cookies or the cache, like they don't, the link doesn't go through. So I've had a few times where, okay, the link doesn't work. Why is that? I'm like, well, oh, it works on my computer. So a lot of times it's user error for your, your system if their browser isn't up to date or something like that. So we have run into that problem of online scheduling with uh, businesses. Mitchell, what, uh, what um, like practice management software and all of the other um, like Flex, Modento, have you... Have you thought about what you're going to start with? We're doing open demo. Um, that was like the first choice just because it's open. My big thing is that I don't, I don't like monthly subscriptions like iTero stuff like that just kind of gives me anxiety. Um, I know, I know you, you use iTero <laughs> stuff like that. It's a great software. Um, I try to like avoid that as much as possible. So I did open demo. Uh, I did a company called Next Health, uh, N-E-X, H-E-L, Next Health. Um, They've been good so far, and so we got a good deal with them. And it's basically them too. I signed up with Apex Payment Solutions. I just got my terminal in yesterday, and um, it was about the, the three ones I've chose so far. Um, and then Gusto, probably for payroll. Mm -hmm. um, I love Gusto. Really, Gusto? Yeah, I listen to Marketplace podcast every morning with Kai, and they always like promote Gusto. I'm like, okay, I'll try them out. So them uh quickbooks for accounting um and that's kind of my systems so far and kind of keep it real minimal and see how it works i saw flexbook i worked with open dental i really considered them i just got a, a better deal with next health and i really wanted to push online scheduling um and see how it worked for a year and see when we evaluate and see what goes on so how are you managing your online scheduling right now I bought a laptop to run my scanner on. And so like iTero comes with the scanner, the system, the whole setup, it looks super clean. But with the meta, you have to buy your own laptop, your own stand, kind of, kind of a DIY scanner world. Um, so I bought my own kind of PC. And from there, I loaded Open Dental onto it. So that's basically acting as my server right now. And so okay. I it up in my office, always runs so when people schedule through Next Health, it goes right into Open Dental on my laptop. For a startup, it's like you don't have a space, you don't have anything going on. You're a startup practice, so how do you schedule patients without a server or anything like that? So it's been actually really helpful for it to kind of get to know Open Dental because I don't use Open Dental right now. I use EagleSoft. Mm -hmm. like, these are two mm -hmm. different softwares, and like, it's going to be a big learning curve. But Open Dental has so many videos. It's all like just learn as you go. Um, do something so next week I start doing insurance verifications, breakdowns, kind of getting everything in the system. So 
Gotcha, gotcha. Um, question, Derek Perez. What's up, Derek? Uh, he's asking, how much are you budgeting for marketing per month, including the marketing agency fees? That's a good question. So I think around $3,000 is where I'll be at um, with paid advertising and then management of all the accounts. Um, it's a little hefty, I think, um, but it just takes something off your plate. And like on your own, you can create reels, you can create videos, you can create content, but having something, someone actively manage it and kind of track your numbers, see where the leads are coming from, see where things are going, it's just a big weight off your plate. Um, so I would say around 3,000 is where I'm at, I'm at for the first year. And then from there, we'll see where, where we're going to take it to. Um, so yeah, I don't know where, where you're at actually with that, but that's my startup that's where we're at. we didn't really spend money on marketing right wait ashley at the beginning you i felt like you did a lot of effort you know what i mean with your social media and everything like that i'm saying i don't do effort now i'm saying no, i'm saying like meh or like you you <laughs> then you hired you hired somebody later on right to like start taking over your awesome. yeah videography and everything like that so then the person you hired, do you regret like not bringing them on sooner? Things like that? Uh, well, she's no longer doing it anyways. She, she's just my front office. Um, so that's why our posts are very inconsistent now. Um, so the more that you can do before you get busy, Mitchell, do it. Like just create as much content as possible. Yeah, because once you get busy, man, like, like, have you started thinking about your, um, your handbook, like all your systems, having it typed up and all of that stuff? Have you, have you started working on that? Yeah, so it's all done. Uh, Dang. So, so the practice I <laughs> You made it? Well, the practice I came from, I kind of used everything he has done and made it my own. And so right. he's been a great mentor. He owns three practices and has been very successful in the Houston world and so I kind of I kind of had a stepping stone to build off of instead of starting exactly from scratch and so that's what I would say if you find a mentor practice because I came in with like hey I'm gonna work for you I'm gonna leave in two to three years and start my own practice like and like it makes me money off me working for him so it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship where I learned from him like he makes money off me so it's kind of like how it works um yeah, all that's kind of done. All my consent forms, new patient forms, every form I need for onboarding is ready to go. Practice philosophy, kind of new patient handbook, the patient experience. Nice. Ready to go. I still don't have that stuff. <laughs> I'll, still, I'll still do what I have. <laughs> Whatever. You, you have your practice philosophy, right, Ashley? Sure. Yeah, that's who I am. Good. <laughs> You're good coming here. You know my- that's good. That's smart, though. Well, Mitchell, what has your, I guess, what has your expectations versus reality been like? Like, is there anything that you wish you would have known beforehand? Like, any other headaches besides the snow, the freak snowstorm that happened in Texas? It never snows in Texas. <laughs> there was a guy skiing down the road in Texas. Stop. In like a truck. Like, Cross country skis and I was like going down the highway. I was like, "Yeah, we're in Texas." Isn't um, isn't Texas gonna open up suit like this week with no mask and everything? I heard that on the radio. 
Yeah, very, very controversial in Texas right now. But uh, Abbott said, hey, no mask, we're getting back to a normal life. And so hmm. you know, everyone has their opinions about it. I mean, I'm kind of happy about it, but uh, everyone's got their, I respect every opinion. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas is a different state. I guess uh, things I would have known beforehand. Um, I guess like now, like I wish I would have known my millwork takes so long. Start that exactly when you start your build out. So if there's any delays, like that goes in first. Because now they can't put in the millwork, so they can't put it in the chairs because the millwork's not there. So they can't put the rear deliveries in on the ADAC units, and so it's kind of everything falls sequentially when one thing isn't installed. And so that would be really nice to know. Um, but other than that, I mean, everything's pretty much gone pretty smoothly. Um, I'm nervous to leave my associateship. Like, I'm all all my own. And, like, I don't have a paycheck to be there for me in two weeks. And that's probably the biggest nerve-wracking thing about starting your own practice is, like, you just got to have faith that, like, it works. And, like, you're a great doctor and you love your patients and you're going to treat them as the best you can and just kind of create a culture that's what's so fun about a startup too, is I could either create it exactly like you want it and um, just get to know people. So we've done a big push of getting to know all the, the small businesses around our community and just kind of seeing what they're about, going out there to their, their pop-up shops and going, hey, I'd love to buy your products, good to know you. And so just kind of supporting everyone that you can. That's good. That's yeah, good. Cool. I want to ask really quick, I know we just like kind of touched it a little bit, but um. Does that mean in Texas, like the protocols are going to change? Like for. <laughs> That's a great question. To be honest, so for our dental practice, we're keeping COVID protocols in place. Like, fill out a questionnaire before you come, we take your temperature, we wear masks throughout the office, everything is as safe as possible. We wanted to do dual entry ops in every operatory, like doctor entrance, assistant entrance, and then. We closed off three because of COVID because we want to give all of our patients a chance to have a private operatory where we, where we can close our little barn doors and keep them as safe as possible if they are really concerned because we kind of live in one of those areas of downtown Houston, not the, the burbs out in the country where everyone's doing whatever. And so we wanted to make it as clean as possible. We even put like an infrared filtration system in our duct system to like, like zap any viruses that are coming in the air or anything like that. So we have been very aware of it and we'll keep everything going on because Texas is probably one of the first states that's like, oh, it's done. Go out there. And like, I think we're going to have a lot of repercussions because of that. So it's probably not the smartest thing, but uh, like everything you just got to go with it and kind of keep what you've been doing. And like, you know, I've been practicing dentistry since April 1st, I think is when I started back. And like, ever since then, I've been in the office every single day and actually got the vaccine like four days ago. <laughs> like I was done like last night and the night before I was like, like I was out. Um, but uh, so yeah, Texas is just different, but we're going to keep all the standard calls the CDC puts out for dentistry and healthcare and just kind of keep our patients as, as, as safe as possible. Do, do you think that can probably backfire though? I mean, we've all seen the video of that lady who's like, Oh, I need to wear my mask. Can I just cover my mouth? And you know what I mean? Like do that. Have y'all seen that video? It went like viral when she went to the dental office. And she was oh, like yeah. so pissed she had to wear a mask. And she's like, what if I just cover my mouth? Can you still work on my teeth? And the lady's like, no, <laughs> you, you can't. You haven't seen that video. Y'all haven't seen it? Oh, man. I'm going to send it to you guys yeah, in a group message. Yeah. It went viral. And you're like, stupid lady. So, like, would that backfire in the same thing, Mitchell, in the sense of, like, you know, they're going in like, hey, 
why do I have to wear a mask? Why do why are you taking my temperature? This is, you know, freaking Texas. We're open to do anything now. And then maybe a bad yeah. review from that point on. And I, I feel like you'll never get a bad review for protecting your patients. Like, hey, like I know, like, like we're in a very unique situation in Texas. Like, hey, like, we don't have to technically legally wear masks. But I think just in terms of the past year we've lived through, and we've all lived through together. And, like, I just want to protect, like, my mom, my dad, like, people that are immunocompromised. Like, this virus can really affect them. So if I have a patient walk through the door that's 75 years old, is, like, immunocompromised, just got done with chemotherapy, and just, like, because we live right next to the med center in Texas, which is probably one of the best med centers in all the country, and we have tons of cancer patients coming. And so we just want to protect everyone, and, uh, like, if you're going to make such a big deal of this, like, you're probably not the best patient for our practice. And having that hard conversation of, like, this is our policy for the indefinite period of time. and just kind of like I don't want to wear a mask when I go to the grocery store, but I still do it because I want to protect who's ever out there and whoever I come in contact with because it's just common courtesy. And so that's kind of how we are in, in Texas, but it's a very, a very different. I know, I know you're in California, Ashley, and it's like probably a total different vibe. All my friends in California are like, oh my gosh, like I didn't practice dentistry for four months or I don't know what you were doing, but yeah. Did you, I don't think, Ashley, did you freak out that much or no? Oh, yeah. Knowing me, I freak yeah. out over everything. <laughs> yeah, but you still, you still made it happen. So, still here, yeah. Uh, so, Mr. What's, what's next for you? Like, what's the, um, what are you up to this week? What's going on in your office next week? So, we were actually going to next week and we're going to Cancun. So oh, Nice. My wife and I were just like, hey, we need a break before all the chaos commences. Oh, nice. We are like, we're leaving Thursday afternoon, like on Sunday, just uh, I'll, bring, I'll bring my laptop and do some work. But we're like, almost like a, a practice moon. You know, the baby moons when you have a, a baby and you go on vacation right before the baby's yeah. uh, It's just like, just getting away, getting like out of like practicing dentistry every day to really just kind of relax and hang out have some margaritas on the beach and just kind of still work on your practice, but just be away. Nice. Have you, have, um, I was going to say, have you guys been to Cancun before? I went for my uh, high school senior trip. So. Oh my, hey, you had a cool high school. I know. <laughs> <laughs> senior trip. It was fun. But uh, it'll be a totally different experience, you know, just kind of relaxing, kind of hang out on the beach, yeah. have some fun. Um, I think with like a startup, like there's always stuff going on. There's a million things that you have to do every single day and like making time to prioritize your family and your like personal well-being is like super important because especially being an associate doctoring all day and then after hours working on your practice is very taxing and kind of on your body and just kind of where you're at. So finding time just to get away and enjoy enjoy what you're doing because you can get lost in the process and just be like overwhelmed by all that stuff going on. And just like, I had three change orders this week in my build of like $5,000. And it's like, well, you know, I need to have it. Like I need the floors to look good. I need this done. Like kind of sucks, but it's just kind of got to roll with the punches and make sure. Did you see someone back there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that your wife? I was like, is that a ghost? <laughs> Hey, come say hi. We saw you in the screen. This is my wife, Dallas. Yeah. Hi. Hi. 
Nice to meet you. She has been a huge oh, help. Nice to meet you. We heard you guys are going to Cancun. Oh my gosh, Lord, let it be so. <laughs> I'm like so hopeful that, like, I mean, I've already had the vid, and Mitchell's Uh-oh. got the vaccine, so I'm like. Hopefully that means we get the negative test to be able to come back in the U.S. But also, I wouldn't yeah. be mad if Probably we got stuck. <laughs> like, there's hotel and everything, and I was like, I wouldn't be mad, but Mitch will be like stressed to the nine. So we'll get, we'll get another Facebook live. I'm like, hey guys, I'm so stressed. I mean, a little. <laughs> I'm so stressed. Like, I'm like, what else do you do? Like, we haven't taken a vacation in like a year and a half. But also, like talking about startups, like she has made all of our new patient goodie bags, all the production and stuff like that. And it's all from Alibaba. And so if y'all need like a person, agent, like it takes four to six months to get in, but the stuff is really high quality. So I'd highly recommend them. I think our new patient bags are two to $3 a piece. And so affordable for custom branded floss, bamboo toothbrushes, bags anything like that. I saw them. They're like really nice. The, like the string and you just like a travel size. That is super yeah. cool. I'm like super Yeah, <laughs> we can send them. We have we have so many. Our entire garage right now is like filled with smile stuff. And I'm like, I'll be so glad when it moves to the office because I'm getting anxiety from the disorder that's going on in our garage. <laughs> Are you in like a sound? I told booth? you that room is awesome. Yeah. Cool. It's a closet. Yeah. Thank it, you. Is it, it really? And you just turned it into like a Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just turned it, it's literally a closet and then I just turned it into this thing right here. So that's what it is. It's going to sound amazing. And, and Mitchell's going to like sound like he's on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> no, we heard his dog. We heard the dogs. We're like, oh, <laughs> no, yeah. But it, it was great seeing you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so y'all have fun. No, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. So, guys, I think, Ashley, do you have any more questions? Or does anybody have any more questions? That we have a lot of watchers, but. It's been a very quiet bunch, so no questions. But um, I guess we're all just excited for you, Mitchell. And uh, keep us posted. We'll be listening on the making of podcasts to keep up to date with with your office. And congrats and and enjoy your much-needed practice, Moon. Um, That's going to be amazing. Ashley, you've kind of done what I've done and then kind of been very – successful in it and created something super awesome um any advice that you have for like a new startup just trying to get their feet wet and getting off the ground i i will say that um give yourself a lot of grace like i think uh it's it's you don't have any kids yet but it's like you can read all the handbooks and go to all the courses but once you're actually in it it's a whole ball of wax so um just try to enjoy every step of the way, regardless of how stressful it is. Um, yeah, and you know, it, and it's so easy to compare whatever our practice is doing to other practices. Mm-hmm. So um, make sure to try to to keep your eye on the prize and and not play that comparison game because that is that is a rabbit hole that I don't recommend anyone going down. So miserable. Great, great point. Like I feel like once you find your identity as like a den- dentist mm-hmm. and dental practice, like just press into that as much as possible. Because starting a practice has been really hard on our marriage and just like stuff like that that people never talk yeah. about. It's posts like, "Oh, I made this much this month." Like, yeah. So I feel like that's really a 
great advice to like don't compare yourselves to the, even the practice down the street. We all should be competing and um, working together to kind of build each other up as dentists in the communities we work in. And I mean, that's my philosophy. And I've had a friend like probably two miles from me been the biggest mentor I could ever ask for. I'm like we're technically competition, but she's like, I don't view it like that because I know who you are and the practice you're going to make and like how that's going to benefit the dental community. And I feel like if we all kind of have that same mindset, dentistry would be like such a uniform profession and like a device of like, I'm going to cut you down because your crown prep didn't look like I saw in the textbook, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, you weren't there, you know, you didn't see it. They opened like this. <laughs> yeah yeah comparison like just like, a decay all the way down the bone yeah yeah awesome Alrighty, guys so if anybody has any questions or concerns definitely you can reach out to mitchell we're going to put his notes in the comments and at the same time if you are listening to this in the podcast the making of a dental startup podcast then you can definitely uh, follow his journey along on his social media and ashley's as well so with that being said ashley sign us out Thanks for listening to another episode of the Making of Smile. Make sure to join our Facebook group. I know I'm live in the Facebook group, but if you're listening to the podcast, make sure to join our Facebook group. Lots of awesome discussions about um, all the tips and tricks to building a startup. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening, guys.